This is episode number 153 with Drew Canoli. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? This episode is brought to you by The Clean Collective, which is the online hub for Australia's strictest toxic-free and zero-waste products. I'm so passionate about living as toxic and waste-free as I possibly can, which is why I love The Clean Collective, what they do, and their mission. Our skin is our largest organ and whatever we put on it topically gets absorbed straight into our bloodstream. This is why it's so important to use toxic-free products. And with the amount of landfill and plastics that are getting dumped into our oceans, we all need to start being more mindful about buying plastic and our waste. Just look at how much rubbish you take out in one week and start to think about how you can limit that. One way is by checking out The Clean Collective. Conscious consumerism is something I'm so passionate about and choosing products that are kinder to us, our families and the planet is something we all need to be more mindful of. So, If you want to start conscious consumerism, head to thecleancollective.com and type MA Tribe at the checkout to get 15% off your first purchase. Drew Canoli is an author, transformational coach, and founder of Organifi. Drew has helped thousands of men and women revitalize their health, ignite their vision, and shift the course of their life forever. After reaching a dead end in his own health, Drew discovered the difference between going through the motions and living with a radical intention. He now helps people tap into the big you to create the change they never thought possible. And in today's episode, we chat about the different types of fasting that you can do, his story from childhood abuse, toxic relationships, and being 40 pounds overweight to where he is today, how to move past and let go of trauma to live your best life, the three things you need to do to transform your life, the exercise to release trauma, how to step out of darkness and into the light, why giving is the key to happiness, what he attributes his success to, the three tools for success, his three biggest life lessons, plus so much more. And for everything that Drew and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 153. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to read the review of the week. 
And this beautiful five-star review comes from JCMan479. And she says, Melissa is one of the most inspiring women I have chosen to listen to as part of my own health and self-care journey. Each week, I look forward to the most incredible interviews with men and women from around the globe whose goal is to share the message of health and well-being. Melissa's questions, which are answered, are always the ones I would want to ask myself, which leaves me feeling so satisfied and educated. Do yourself a favor. Whatever you do, schedule in your dose of The Melissa Ambrosini Show every week. Whether you listen to the show in the bath, in the car, whilst preparing and cooking dinner, or whilst cleaning or working, just do it. You will not regret it. Thank you, beautiful Melissa, for making my week every week. Thank you so much for that beautiful, heartfelt review. I'm so grateful. And if you want to be the review of the week for next week, head on over to iTunes and leave your review right now. And now, without further ado, let's bring on the beautiful man that is Drew Cannoli. Welcome, Drew. I am so excited to have you on the show. I can't wait for our conversation. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Oh, wow. What I had for breakfast was nothing. I haven't eaten all day. I'm doing an intermittent fasting. So when you and I are done here, I'm going to indulge in a giant green smoothie and probably a huge chicken salad. Oh, yum. And do you do that every day, the intermittent fasting? I do it three to four days a week. Awesome. Especially on busy days. So Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday are my busiest days of the week where it's stacked interviews, where it's stacked video shooting and meetings with the team. So I like to keep my mind agile and intermittent fasting really helps with that. Or mimic fasting helps too. What's mimic fasting? So mimic fasting is when it's a low protein diet. So less protein, airing more on the side of simple carbohydrates, simple sugars. And you only eat about 500 to 700 calories. But what it does is it tricks your body into believing that you're actually in a fasted state. So you get the same benefits of human growth hormone, IGF-1. You get the benefits of the brain, you know, the cognitive enhancement, production of BDNF, which is brain-derived nootropic factor. So there's all kinds of stuff that they're showing with mimic fasting as well, which helps for immune response, autophagy, getting rid of bad cells, cleaning up the old ones. And, and once you eat protein again, uh, allows your body to recharge a lot of the cells that are deficient and malfunctioning. It's because we have all those in our, our body, right? It's humans. Yeah. And so would you do that mimic fasting a few times a week as well? I've done mimic fasting a few times a week. And I've also done it to where I'll mimic fast for five to seven days. And that's been really, really cool. However, nothing beats a good old-fashioned water fast for seven days or even like a juice fast. I'm a big proponent of that. I haven't done the dry fast yet, but I'm preparing myself to do that. What is a dry fast? (laughs) A dry fast, I don't recommend anybody doing it unless they know what they're doing or it's supervised by a doctor. But a dry fast is no water and it's nothing to eat for however long you want to go. And you've done that? Three to five days is recommended. I haven't, but I have some mentors that are into it and they've done it before. That's the only one I haven't done. I'll probably do in the next six months. Wow. I really want you to report back to me on how that goes. (laughs) All right. 
So can you tell us, for anyone who is listening who hasn't heard of you or come across any of your amazing products and books, can you tell us your story and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. All right, cool. So my story started when I was born into this experience, and I believe we choose where we come in at. And for me, I chose to be in an abusive home. So I was tortured and neglected, and I'm not saying any of this stuff to derive any energy from empathy. I'm just saying it to show you kind of what's possible when you are in control of the story that we create as human beings. So I was born into an experience where it was tremendously traumatic. I was, if I couldn't tie my shoes fast enough, my dad would put cigarettes out on my own forehead. I was thrown on sidewalks. I had like 28 stitches in my chest from being stabbed as a young boy. If I, when I was bathing, my dad would hold my head under the water. And it was very traumatic, very young age. And I remember when I was six years old, I chose to forgive my dad. I was saying a prayer. He went to prison for three life sentences. And my adopted mom taught me how to pray. And every night I would pray for seven-year-old things or six-year-old things, right? I would pray for the goldfish, grandma, grandpa, all the things when you're a kid. And then one night I prayed to forgive my father. And I felt it completely uplift off of me. And it really changed a lot of the beliefs that I had accumulated at that young age about not being lovable, being alone for the rest of my life, not even my parents love me, all these things that we create as humans. So my story started then. And there was still a lot of subconscious beliefs that I had that created emotions in this human meat suit, this incredibly intelligent miracle suit that we all have, this human body, right? 3D body. And I held on to a lot. So it was really hard to be in relationship with me romantically because as soon as things would get easy and there was no drama, I would freak out because that's what I had as a kid, right? My love was defined on abuse. It was defined on trauma. So I would attract these toxic relationships in my life for many, many years. And then this, this would continue to go on and on and on. And then I finally got into personal development. And I hired my first coach when I was like 24, just graduating college in Michigan. And I started to learn more about this emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence and all these things. And thankfully, I've attracted some amazing mentors in my life. Had some of the greatest people that have shared with me how to really break free and move past this stuff. So when I was right out of school, I started a credit and debt settlement company in Florida because I moved from Michigan to Florida after college. And I liked what I, I was doing, but I didn't, wasn't really in love with how I was leaving people. I thought that I could do something more to impact the world and make change. And I was meeting with a mentor every single day. His name's Frank for two years straight for breakfast. He said, if you do anything at all, make sure you do something that changes other people's lives. Now we've all heard that, but that day I decided to take massive action on it. And I decided to pack up car, everything that I owned and move away from Florida where I was very much in some toxic relationships with friends that would go out on the weekends and drink every weekend and whatnot. And I'm like, I got to go where I don't know anybody and reinvent myself and do something that I want to do for the rest of my life, regardless of how much money I'm going to make doing it. And that's when I started Fit Life TV. And this was about seven and a half years ago. So I started filming videos with my HD flip cam. I started posting my own transformation stories because I was 40 pounds overweight. I was tired. I was lethargic every day. 
not a lot of life purpose. So seven and a half years ago, I started recording videos with my HD flip cam and I built a community currently to about 6 million people on Facebook and Instagram. And about four years ago, we started Organifi, which is the world's greatest tasting slash organic superfoods that are very unique. We use a lot of ancient Ayurvedic technology with Chinese medicinals, a lot of adaptogens that have healed and helped a lot of people on this planet. I get messages every single day from people that it has completely transformed their life. So now I'm living my dream life. Seven and a half years ago, I said my dream life was to really impact and inspire people through video messaging and compelling media online. And that's all I wanted to do was shoot videos and help people. And now I'm so blessed to do that. So using the power of thinking, using the power of emotion to bend time, space, reality is kind of what I've been able to do. I've been from nothing, turned my scars into stars. And I'm on a mission to inspire and impact as many people as humanly possible to really not let their past define them, but really create the reality that they've always dreamed of. And that's what UBU is all about, the new book. Mm, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. And another thing I wanted to add to all of that, it's just so amazing what you've been through. That transformation is just, you know, I was hanging on to every word. I was like, oh, tell me more, tell me more. But one thing I really love and admire about you is I can really feel in your voice, like just how genuine you are. And we were introduced through our mutual friend, Mike Sherbakov, who's been on this show. Mm -hmm. And he introduced me to your amazing products in Greece last year when we were doing service work for the Syrian refugees over in Athens. And every morning he'd whip out his green little sachet and pour it in his water. And I said, what are you doing? What, what is this? What's this over here? And he's like, you got to try one. And it honestly is the most delicious greens you've ever tasted. And they're so great for traveling because I travel so uh, much. Thank you. And they, you know, you just literally have so much energy. And it, no matter what happens after that in your day, at least you've started your day with some filtered water and those greens. And anyway, as we were, you know, having our greens together, Mike and I, he said, I've got to introduce you to Drew. He'd be great for your podcast, but he's a really great guy. And instantly you were sending me products and just such a, a beautiful, genuine person to work with in getting this podcast organized and, and set up. And you've sponsored the show. You've sent me a whole bunch of products and I'm just so grateful. And you really are a genuine and beautiful person. And I think what I would love to hear more from you is about this trauma, like the scene that you painted for us before about what you went through as a child is very traumatic. How can we let go of the trauma, move through the trauma so that we can live our best life that you spoke about before? Yeah. So there's a lot of things we can do. There's a whole myriad of stuff. And one of the biggest things that's been helpful for me is, is really knowing who I am, right? Knowing that for me, one of the biggest beliefs that I have and that's worked really well for me is not believing that I was born from this biological human that can make mistakes and abuse their own child. But in a sense, I was a child of God, right? Like we all are. So that's a powerful belief. 
for me that really helped me move through trauma at a really young age. And then also realizing that in maybe a different timeline or another reality, I was actually the man that was abusing myself. And I just wanted to teach myself a lesson about forgiveness and all the trappings that can come from not letting go and not realizing how sweet and precious our time is here on the planet. So really putting myself in the eyes of this other human being that did this to me. And then also realizing, you know, what kind of background, what kind of childhood did he have? Because it's like a generational thing, right? He had to learn that from somebody. So maybe he didn't even have a father. And that's when you ask questions like that, instead of the blame game, or instead of the victim conversations that sometimes we can fall into as human beings, it starts to silence a lot of those stories that we just naturally make up. And those stories can turn into giant trash cans and create so much noise in our minds. So really, for me, it's eliminating a lot of those stories coming from a place of power, reframing it to be a more empowering story for me. And I mean, how many kids have been blessed to be trained like a Navy SEAL at that age? Like that turned me into a, a total warrior archetype. And looking at it through the eyes of that is much more empowering to me. And knowing that I had the choice when I came to this planet to choose that. And I know a lot of people listening to that, this, they're like, well, why would you ever choose that? Well, because I think the people with the most trauma have the biggest mission on this planet and something has to prepare them for that. Right. So for me, it was just getting prepared every single day. Like I learned at a very young age how to lucid dream, which is one of the things that I've used throughout my whole entire life to number one, you know, see into elements of my subconscious that during the conscious awaken day, I probably wouldn't see. Analyzing and dream interpretation has been huge. And it's just really, really helped me have much more compassion for anybody who has been abused and neglected and abandoned and all these things that come from such a young age of trauma. And every day, you know, especially you're in Australia, but in Western America, and I'm sure it's the same over there, people torture themselves with the food that they eat, with the thoughts that they're thinking. And the biggest person that's doing it's the person that's looking back at you from the mirror. So just realizing we all go through something. We've all experienced something like that in our lives. So being free from it's the only way to be. Life is way too precious. I've had a near-death experience in uh, Dreamtime, and it really opened up my eyes to start living fully. Before I started FitLife TV, that was really helpful. And I talk about it in the book, UBU, as well. Yeah, just coming from a place of empowerment is the big thing. And I think if there's three things that anyone can do, number one, it's to rewrite your story. So what's the story you're telling yourself now? Rewrite it to a more favorable outcome where you're the hero and not the victim. Because there's the victim story and then there's the hero vic- <laughs> There's the hero story. So rewrite it and then burn it. Don't tell it anymore unless you're using it for something to help other people. Because the emotions of the story last 15 seconds when it happens. But for some reason, these incredibly intelligently divine brains that we have hold on to it for years. And we recall it over and over and over again. Another method for release is TRE, which is trauma release exercises. And this is a great exercise. You can just Google it, YouTube it. You can put it in your show notes. And this is literally laying on the ground and you force twitching or you force what's called tremors. 
And these tremors were first discovered in India when there was bombs going off and all these explosions and these little kids would come to their parents and they would just shake it off. And then they'd be playing two hours later where the parents were holding on to this trauma that was happening in the environment, the bombs and the devastation that was happening in the land. And then one day it hit them. That's like, hey, these kids are shaking it off. Like this tremor, there has to be something to tremor release. So now it's like the craziest thing in psychology. I learned it from one of my psychologists. That's part of the, the Fit Life community as well. And it's changed my life. I know immediately when somebody has trauma in their field and they're holding on to things versus somebody who has done a lot of work and has completely released it. And TRE has been insanely helpful for that. So rewriting the story from victim to hero, trauma release exercises is another huge thing. And then number three, because the subconscious mind is really the body. We hold a lot of stuff in our body as far as thoughts, memories, emotions. So if you want to change your life, change your body. And the fastest way to do that is start to eat more nutritious, high vibrational food. That's why we created green juice and a lot of the other superfoods that we create now to really help people perform at a higher frequency. Because if your frequency, if your frequency energetic body shifts enough by your physical, you'll be able to bypass a lot of those destructive thoughts that maybe you once had. Your microbiota starts to shift and rewrite a different story because a lot of what you see through projection and perception is actually your bacteria in your gut. 90% of the serotonin is derived from your gut, 80% of your immune system, and 50% of your dopamine, which are three really, really incredible neurotransmitters for your body, right? So it just makes sense. So those would be the three things you can do right now. I love them. Thank you so much for sharing. In 2015, my best friend left her meat suit, as you would say, and <laughs> my body went into trauma. And mm -hmm. I was introduced to this beautiful healer that uh, many, many years before, and she was trying to get a message to me through different friends that I needed to come see her. And it got to me through different people. And she, I went and had a session with her. And the first thing she did with me was TRE. So TRE stands for Trauma Release Exercise. Mm. And she could see that my body was in full trauma. This is the first time that anyone close to me has left their body. And it was a very traumatic experience for me. And so she gave me this exercise and I started doing it and it was so powerful. And I still do it today. If I'm feeling like I need to, I'll still do it, but it is so powerful. So anyone can do it. Go and just Google TRE and you can just do it at home. It's free. It's amazing. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because we've never spoken about that on the show. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about was the stories that we tell ourselves. This is something that you mentioned before. Everything is a story, mm -hmm. whether it's a good story or a bad story. Even the story of this green smoothie is good for me. It's still a story. Mm -hmm. And so we need to become aware of the stories that we are telling ourselves, of the stories that our inner mean girl, I say, you know, people call it your inner critic or your ego, but become aware of these stories. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. No one's going to buy my book, whatever it is. 
And even the good stories, like this is so great for me, this is healthy for me, just become aware of all of the stories that you're telling yourself. But I'd love to hear from you, Drew, for someone who might be listening and thinking or in a really dark place. And when you're in that deep, dark place and you've got these very toxic, negative stories going round and round in your head, it can sometimes feel like there is no light. There is no way out. Like it can feel so dark and so heavy. What would you say to someone who may be experiencing that? Yeah. So the first thing is to, what do we know to be true in this moment? And if you break down the human meat suit to its molecular form past the atoms, you'll find that the human body is actually composed of light. So in the absence of light, you are light. And if you could just use an affirmation or a mantra, you know, let there be light, you'll immediately start to feel your body shift. But I think second to that, one thing that I always say is when in doubt, focus out. So if you're depressed, it's because you're taking a rest from who you really are. So it's a rest from your true self and your true self wants to give. You showed up on this planet to give at this time. There's a reason you're here. So start to acknowledge how powerful you truly are. Start to go to the inner trophy room, or as I like to say, the room of wishful thinking. And the wishful thinking room is all the memories, all the thoughts, all the positive experiences that you've had in your life that you can just kind of visualize and meditate on. And as you go into this room, you'll start to remember who you truly are and and what you've generated on this planet to give back. And when you're focusing outside of yourself, you're actually generating more light on this planet. So it could be the darkest day that you've ever had. But do something nice for somebody. Open up a door for an elderly person. Buy somebody something. Like I'm a huge fan of every single line I'm in. A coffee shop, restaurant, the grocery store. Just looking back and seeing the person behind me and buying them. Whatever they have in their cart. Whatever coffee shop we're in. And it just changes the whole environment. So if you're consciously doing acts of goodwill and acts of service for strangers that could never repay you, I think that's how you pull yourself out of any funk. There's no way you can feel negative if you're just on a constant rolling, give back type of attitude to be contagiously giving, contagiously focusing out on other people and helping them. I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm such a massive believer in that too. And I'm always looking for little opportunities where I can do little random acts of kindness like that as well. So Thank you for mentioning that. It's really important. I want to encourage everyone listening to go and do a random act of kindness today and let us know in the Instagram post what that was. I would love to hear what you guys do did or do today because it's it's so important, so powerful, like Drew said. Yeah, yeah. So your new book. You Be You, Detox Your Life, Crush Your Limitations, and Own Your Awesome is out now. Such a great title, such a great book. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So basically, it's a book that it took me a long time to write because I think information is always changing, especially when it comes to the evolutions of one's soul or the evolution of one's mind and my thought, right? So I got to this place and I'm like, you know what? I get to tell this story and it's the story and the the message behind there's nobody like you. And it's basically through written facilitation, through some of the exercises that are in here, you can really discover who you really are versus 
what we talked about before versus all the labels, the indoctrination process that we have in this human form where we're told we can do this, we're told we can't do that. We're all these, like you said, the mean girl, right? The mean girl is society. It's like if you were a building and you had hundreds of people walking by it every single day telling you that it could have been better here, that the windows could have been bigger, that you should have put more space in the foyer or whatever. Like these are all things that we take on and and taking on these things that makes us heavy and you can't fly if you're heavy. So the goal of the book was really to free people and have them lose a lot of the weight that they're just carrying around like a gunny sack or a bag of bricks on their back. And so far, I've given out about 100 copies to the Organifi team. And some of the responses that I'm getting is it's really a wake-up call. It's having people opening their minds and their hearts to their truest potential, people forgiving and reaching out to people that they haven't talked to in years because of some abusive thing that they went through. It's awesome. So it's really just taking a stand to be vulnerably and radically you. And you be you in the title. I know it's like be your your real self, but the big you is the universe. And through going through this process, you're going to get a lot more connection points to the big you. And that's powerful because that's the you that came here to shine and help as many people as possible during these troubled times that we're kind of in. Beautiful. My mom used to always say to me growing up, be your own best friend. Mm -hmm. And I never really grasped the potency of that sentence. I always just thought, I don't need to be my own best friend. Like I've got six best friends. I don't need to be my own best friend. But I now get what she was really saying. Like you really do have to have your own back. You have to really own who you are, be your true self, be your higher self, be you, as you would say, because like you said, this is what we came here to do. And this is our mission here on earth. So I love the title. It really reminded me of that little saying my mom used to say to me. Yes. I love that. Your mom was super powerful. She's a healer, wasn't she? No, she actually, she isn't, you know, she's not really on this journey, but she is an incredibly maternal mother hen, you know, woman. She's, she's just so, so loving and so beautiful and would just wrap her arms around anyone and welcome anyone into her home. My parents are two of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. And it really makes me go, oh my gosh, I, I need to give more. I need to be more generous because they're just so open and loving and generous with anyone, complete strangers. You know, they've opened their home to children who are going through hard times with different families. They're just really beautiful. So they have inspired me definitely in that way. And that kind of is, I mean, what amazing souls that you grew up with. It's kind of like the first wave of people that have come to this planet to really give back and inspire change. And they didn't have the tools that we have, right? Like the Instagram and the podcasting and all this stuff. So, I mean, opening your home, some could say, would be equivalent to having a podcast that gets a million downloads a month. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. Like your parents are rock stars. (laughs) I'll let them know that you said that. They'll love that. (laughs) So what do you attribute your success to? Yeah, I would say, you know, I'm going to get a little esoteric and then I'll ground it for all the people that aren't as woo-woo. But I don't take any credit for my own success. I think that's a trap because the ego loves success and it can 
puff its chest up and this is me, this is me. And then when you don't have success, then depression kicks in, sadness kicks in. And when you base your success on, especially as men, like I know a lot of men and I used to do this quite a bit, a lot more than I do today, but it's we base our success on the material gain that we're accumulating, right? So it's an accumulation game or a having game. And for me, that's a lose-lose game. So I think my success now is really how much peace am I experiencing in every moment, regardless of any outside external situation? Am I at peace? And if I'm at peace, peace is the highest frequency on the planet. And if you're feeling peaceful, if you're feeling serenity, then you're changing every environment you're coming in, regardless of what you have and the success that you've created. So to sit in a place of peace is my primary goal. If we're looking at, and I said I'd get a little esoteric, which is two ways to look at this. I think the second way is what, and probably what you're really asking, which people can use, you know, what, <laughs> is what do I attribute to success as far as like leadership quality, as far as some of the traits that I have as a human? Would that be accurate? Go for it. Let's go down there. But I, you know, I, I know that I feel the same way as you, you know, there's, yeah. I, it's more moving through me. You know, the work that I yeah. do is moving through me. It's choiceless. I feel like I'm almost a puppet for the books, the podcasts, the speaking. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, I'm just this vessel that this message needs to come through. So I totally get it. But let's go to yeah, uh, physical. I got to tell you, you are a beautiful vessel for it. And it's so cool to see what you're creating, what you're doing. And um, I stalked you a little bit before this on Facebook and I've heard about you through Mike. And of course, I've seen what you've created and you have such a beautiful life too. And your hobby is a musician, which I love music and everything about it as well. So I'm a big fan of you and what you're creating. Mm. You're doing a great job of being a pencil, like Mother <laughs> Teresa said, in the hand of God. So mm, thank you so much. Yeah. So as far as like I would say number one, depending on where you are, and this is like something that it's just going to take regardless, is you got to have enthusiasm and you got to have passion for what you're doing because that's going to move you when you don't feel like moving. Like you said, that's like what moves through you and enthusiasm broken down. I believe, I don't know the exact wording on this. You probably already know it, but it's to move with spirit, enthusiasm. So to be transformed by spirit. And I think that's the number one thing to my success. Second to that, I'm a grind, like I'm a hustler slash I work harder than anybody when I have to. So when it comes down to it, 12 to 18 hour days in the very beginning of this journey were not uncommon. And I did that for years and I was very thrifty. So I knew that the more work I would put in, the more people I would impact. And it was tied to impact. It wasn't tied to numbers on a KPI board or anything. How many lives can I change? And I took it serious. So that was one of the big things that helped me be successful. And then third, and I'll just leave it with three, is really caring about the people that are around you, carrying the torch of the mission and the message. So giving relentlessly to them, thinking about them in ways that they probably don't even think about themselves, nor has anybody else given to them the way that we as leaders can give to them. And what I mean by that is just really going the extra mile, 10 times what the average person would do. So writing thank you notes all the time, random gifts, like personality archetyping your people. If you're running a business, 
understanding what their Myers-Briggs is, their love language, understanding their Colby, and then sitting down and having conversations with them often. One of my primary roles now is to really take my employees out to lunch, take them to breakfast, and really just hear about them, their personal lives, and just be vested in it like a big brother would, or like a fatherly figure for some of these millennial children. (laughs) I say children, but they're not, you know, I'm like on the cusp of millennial too. So I can't really say that, but just giving, 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 giving has been the secret to my success. I love that. Thank you. That's so beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. I love those three tools. They're very, very powerful. But I would love to hear now, what is one thing that's bringing you the most joy in your life right now? Yeah. Oh, God. I think connecting to other people like you. Every day, I am so blown away and so profoundly elated by the joy that other people are experiencing when they're creating something that's changing people's lives. And it brings me so much passion to connect with other light workers, other healers, other people that are here to make massive shift. And it really, every time I'm on an interview or I'm meeting somebody for lunch or whatever it is that's similar position to us, it refuels me. It reignites that flame that I had seven and a half years ago and I still carry with me today that says more work gets to be done, more lives get to be changed. So I would say connecting, connecting, connecting would be the big thing. That is the best thing about having a podcast. I get to just have these epic conversations like what we're having. I know. And I just do this all the time. It's the best. It's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. So is there something that you're working on or would like to improve within yourself at the moment? Yeah, I pray about it every day. And recently I had this crazy... I guess out of body experience where I was talking to a couple guides in the, a different realm. And I just really asked for more humility. So just humbling myself and remembering who I am. An interesting story that I heard once, and I, I'll repeat it here because I think it's very powerful and I can relate to it with humility is there was this sage in India a long, long time ago. And he was on the streets and people would come to him every single day and ask him or her, could be gender neutral, right? (laughs) Ask her questions. And she just grew in fame. Like the more questions she answered, the more people would come to see her. And then a king saw her in the village once. And the king was like, hey, I could use somebody like you in my court. Would you mind coming in and teaching and lecturing and offering your gifts to the people of my kingdom? And she said, I'll do it under one condition. I want a room for myself that I get to go in every single day for one hour, regardless of anything that's happening. I get to choose that hour and I get to leave. Nobody asks me questions about it, what I'm doing in the room. And if anybody does, I get to leave. And the king's like, oh, sure, come on. I'll give you the best room that we have. And so the king hooked her up and... She went there and after a year, she became super famous in the kingdom. People were coming in. They were flying in from different countries to to meet her. I guess not flying in, but back then it would be horse and buggy or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But they would come in to see her. And then the king went to her and said, hey, I want to know what you're doing in this room. It's really boggling the king's mind. Like He just has to know. She said, I'll tell you, but then I have to leave. So the king let her go and... For two more years straight, the king was just, 
every week, at least one time during the week, you'd be like, what is going on in this room? I need to know. I have to know. And then after two years, he just got fed up with it and he opened up the room and he came in and he saw that she only had a bowl in the middle of the room and a cup of water. And he was blown away. There was nothing else in there. There was no belongings, no paintings, no art, no nothing. That was all that was sitting there. And when he asked the sage, she simply responded that every single day I had to return to who I was before all of this started to happen to remind myself why I'm here and what I'm doing. And I think every day it's a conscious act that we have to take, you and I, and everybody that's listening to this, to really remember where we came from and all the blessings that we've had up to this point that has brought us here. And for me, my morning ritual serves as that. So every morning for an hour, I'm in deep gratitude and just reminding myself of how far I've come and who I have been along the way and what I get to create. So super potent story. I love that story. Thank you so much. Where did you hear it? I think I heard that from, I follow this guy actually, and his name is Sad Guru. (laughs) And he is this amazing human being on YouTube. And Muji is another person that I listen to too. So if you want some good downloads, check out Sad Guru and Muji. I will check them out. Now, you mentioned your morning routine, and I love hearing people's morning routines and how they prime themselves and set themselves up for an epic day. So can you talk us through your morning routine and how your day runs? Yeah, absolutely. So morning routine is I wake up and I usually meditate for five to 10 minutes, just getting grateful and watching my thoughts. So not trying to stop my thoughts, but just kind of watching them. When I do get up, I do what's called super hydrating. So I'll drink 32 ounces of water with lemon, cayenne pepper, and a little bit of apple cider vinegar. Or I'll have some of our pure. Our Organifi Pure just came out. It's got the lemon and the lion's mane and everything for your gut-brain connection. Mm, And it's got a lot of lemon in it too. So I'll have that. And then I'll either read scripture for 30 to 45 minutes or something that has powerful spiritual teaching. And then I'll play music for 15 to 20 minutes, either the guitar or the steel hand drum that I have or the piano. And then I go to the gym, I get my workout in, sweat, stretch out, and then I come home and I write three notes of appreciation to people that are in my life. And I either mail them out or I drop them off in the office wherever the people are. Yeah, I I start my day like nine o'clock. I usually get up around four. Wow. That's a pretty epic morning routine. And I love the letters of appreciation. I used to do that once a week. I would write a thank you and appreciation card and send it to somebody. And it would pop up as a reminder in my app things that I use, which is a productivity project management type software. And for some reason, it doesn't pop up anymore. So I haven't been doing it, but you've re-inspired me and I'm going to get back into <laughs> doing doing it daily. I'm going to do it daily. And now, is it have to be a card or could it be a text message or an email or it's got to be a card? It can be a text message. It can be an email. I like sending videos too. Videos are cool. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, anything. It's just the thought of it and it's really thinking of something that's not generic. It's like, why is this person mean so much in your life and following through with your heart? Mm, I love that. And so how does your day kind of pan out from there? Yeah. So from there, 
I'll have a couple 50 minute creative time intervals where I'll focus for 50 minutes and I'll play some type of, I guess, trance inducing music. I have my air diffuser on the desk with a little rosemary, which increases cognitive function. I have an infrared red light by Juve that I'll turn on, which stimulates mitochondria in the body as I'm working as well, which is a cool biohacking hack. And 50 minutes all out, super focused. And I'll usually do one to four of those every day. And then my day pretty much, you can get as much work done as most people can do in a week when you're super focused like that. Then it's, I'll read some more for an hour or so while sitting in the, the infrared sauna that I have and then jumping in the cold plunge. Or as of lately, I've been jumping in the ocean every day, which has been really nice. Then it's the rest of my day after four powerful hours. After, you know, if I have interviews or filming to do, usually I have two days like that a week. But it's really about personal development and touching as many people's lives as possible, as well as reaching out to employees. I have three touch points every day that I have at the business. We have about 140 employees now. So I just choose three people to focus on that day and make sure that I'm watering them. And everything at Organifi is like the farm. So everybody that works there is a little seed and we're growing these seeds, these leaders. And it's just incredible to be a part of the culture and the community. Mm, That's so beautiful. I love that. You have inspired me so much. I'm going to, you know, really invest more time and water my relationships and, you know, just walk and be the example of what a true leader is. So you have definitely inspired me to step up. So thanks for that. Yeah. Now I'd love to hear, let's pretend you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every single high school around the world. Now, besides your book, let's pretend (laughs) that's already in there. Your books and my books, they're already in there. But what one book would you choose? Mm. Wow. Such a great question. There's so many good books. Like I can think of five books for anything, any area of your life. And you're a big reader too, so you totally get that. How about The Game of Life and How to Win It by Florence Shin? It's a book that was written in the early 1900s. And it's absolutely incredible for anybody that wants to really change their life through thought creation, through emotions and whatnot. It's an incredible book. Or it would be The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer. Oh, yeah. Goodies. And we'll link to those as well as your book in the show notes. So you have experienced such adversity. You've been through so much from a very traumatic childhood, toxic relationships. You've been through a lot. What would you say are your three biggest life lessons? Yeah. So number one was the forgiving and letting go of anything that's in the past. Two would be to just be with no thought of the future, no thought of the past, but just in the present moment. So be here now would be a huge one because that's when you, the 3D is the space of the reality that we see. And the reality oftentimes as a human, we're in the past and we're in the future. And you can't create from that standpoint. You can't manifest, right? If we're talking about manifesting and materializing your soul's desire, your destiny. So moving into the fourth dimension, everything's present. So just be in the present moment without a thought in the still space where you can actually hear your higher self uh, would be the next one. And number three would be to I would say 
It would simply be to be kind to yourself. So going along with what your mother taught you at a young age, being your own best friend. Yeah. So you came in to this body and you're going to leave in this body alone. And if you can be kind to yourself with deep amounts of admiration and love, like you're ahead of the rest of the planet. Yeah, absolutely. What are three things you're most recently grateful for? Yeah, so one would be my incredibly inspiring relationship that I'm in with Rebecca Boatman. Beautiful, just on the same page as me. Two would be my family in Michigan that I just got to see recently, Mama and Papa Cannoli. Three would be the team that we're building at Organifi. They are absolutely incredible. We just took 30 of our leadership team to Utah and spent some time with them. And it was just like having family. And I love being in an environment that we've created where family, seriously, like I get to hang out with these people outside of work. And that's a beautiful place to be in. Absolutely. I've got three rapid fire questions for you now. Are you ready? What you got? Come on, bring it, bring it. (laughs) Okay. One of the most important things we can do today for our health, just one. Yeah, just be quiet, sit in silence, meditate. Yeah, love it. What is one of the most important things that we can do for more wealth? So more abundance in all areas of our life. Mm, Change your thinking about what money is. So money broken down is my own natural energy yield is the acronym. And what is your natural energy? For me, it's love. For me, it's giving. So if your natural energy is that, then you have an infinite supply of that to give to the world and it shall return to you coming in like a tidal wave once you really get that. Yeah, love that. All right, and last one, what is one of the most important things that we can do for more love in our life? More love in your life would be to love yourself more and just hug yourself every day. Get that oxytocin release. Take yourself out on dates if you're single. You know, just love yourself. Take yourself to the salon, the manicure, get a massage every single week. I mean, go big with your own love and watch how that ripples out into the ethers and comes back to you tenfold. What do you think the key to a successful relationship is? Mm. Or keys? Maybe there's a few things. Like what are some of the best things? You know, my second book, Open Wide, a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships, and soulful sex is all about relationships. So, my tribe. Oh my God, I need that. <laughs> yes, it's pretty powerful. I'll send it to you, so don't worry. Yeah. But what do you think are the keys, the most important things for a successful relationship? So, for me as a man, one of the most successful things I can do and create is a space of safety and adoration, like deep levels of adoration for my significant other. And for her, it's for me, it's respect as a man. I just want to be respected. And I think if you get that, if you really get that, and you understand each other's love languages, and you have great communication, open communication, not holding anything back, and you're growing together, I think that's the thing. All those combined, and you're off to a pretty good start. Now, I'm not the relationship expert. That's you. (laughs) <laughs> How am I doing so far? Scale of one to 10. Do you know what? You know, something that Nick and I preach is like our relationship isn't quote unquote perfect. Like we, uh-huh. people think that we don't argue. And so we're very 
honest about everything that we go through and everything that you've mentioned, the love languages, practicing what I call CCC, crystal clear communication, respect. Respect is such a biggie. It is huge because if you love and respect each other, then that will dictate your actions. But once that respect is eroded, that's when some ugly things can start to happen. Yes. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page then. Yeah, absolutely. So this has been so amazing. You've shared so much. I've absolutely loved getting to know you deeper and hearing your story. You're so wise and embodied and such a great leader and teacher. But is there anything else that you want to share with us? Anything you want to leave us with? Any last words of wisdom? Not words of wisdom, but just simply taking a moment and and maybe that's wisdom. Maybe it's just simply taking a moment and getting so grateful for you, how I came in contact with your podcast, the introduction that was made, and then the many people that will hear this and maybe just get one thing out of this podcast and apply it to their life. So I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people listen to perpetual podcasts day in and day out, but they never apply it. And if and I know your people are different because they're smarter, right? And if they just apply one thing, it could be life-changing because it'll build up. The momentum's key. Absolutely. What I get all of my tribe to do with every episode is they come on over to Instagram and they share their top three key takeaways with the episode. And we will do a little giveaway of your book. So I do that for each of my podcast episodes that come out because I don't want people to just listen to my show. I want people to really listen and then write down the three biggest things that they got from it and they share it with me on Instagram and then we have a little giveaway. It helps you embody the teachings even more and really take on board what they've learned. Instead of just thinking it, I think writing it down is so much more powerful. Yes. And why don't we sweeten the deal? for it, if you'd be open to it, okay? Yeah. I would be willing to give a whole suite of our products. So Sunrise to Sunset, which is a bundle, which is valued at like 200 bucks or something. So you get green juice, red juice, and gold juice when you do this. And you just tell me the address and who we're sending it to for that comment. And I'll go on there too and participate as well because I love your Instagram. And uh, we'll make it happen. Whoa, that is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, one lucky, lucky duck is going to get that and a copy of your book as well, which will be awesome. Yes. So thank you. That's so generous of you. But before we go, I would love to know how can I and the listeners serve you today? I am a massive believer in service. How can we serve yeah. you? What can we do to serve you? So I think the biggest thing is, you know, if you love some of the information in this or you got one thing out of it, go to ububook.com and get the book, UBU. If you're in San Diego, which probably some other people are listening to this for sure, I'm having a live event when you order two books for free. It's just the price of the two books, which I think is like 30 bucks or something. So you can come to San Diego and I'm going to have green juice for everybody. I also have a master class of six videos valued at 149 bucks with three meditations. When you get the book today, you get access to all this stuff. So that would be tremendously supportful, like just getting the message out there, ububook.com. Thank you so much. And what's next? What's next on the cards for you? 
So Organifi is coming out with Pure. So we've been working on that for a couple of years. And that is the first ever superfood that addresses the neural connection of the gut and the brain. So we've used lion's mane. We have a cherry extract that actually increases BDNF, which is the brain-derived nootropic factor, 149%. And it's a hydration product too, because we put baobab in there, which is amazing for hydrating pre-workout, after-workout throughout the day. It's got a lot of minerals, potassium, other things in there that can keep our brains working well with our guts and increase cognitive function. So we're huge proponents of it. Pure is out. Actually, we're pre doing pre-sales this week. I'm going to send you some. Oh my God, I can't wait to try it. Thank you so much. Well, I wish you all the best. I want to encourage everyone to head to the show notes and get Drew's book. It is amazing. And let us know what your top three key takeaways are in the Instagram post for your chance to win some of those epic goodies. But thank you again so much, Drew, for being here, for doing the work that you do in the world everything from the videos to Organifi to everything that you're doing and just for who you are being, you know, who you are showing up as in the world, this beautiful vessel, this embodied leader and teacher. It's really such a pleasure to connect with you. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of the work that you're doing. Mm, I feel the love. So thank you. Incredible. What a beautiful man and such a beautiful reflection of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. I really feel like Drew balances both of those energies so beautifully. And I got so much out of today's episode. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And don't forget to tell me on social media, either on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, who you would like me to have on the show. And for everything that Drew and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 153. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. Another thing I wanted to mention was that if you haven't got my latest book, Open Wide, A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships, and Soulful Sex, all you have to do is head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy now. And whilst you're there, you will get access to my free Open Wide video masterclass that Nick and I created just for you. And don't forget, if you want to be the review of the week for next week, make sure you head on over to iTunes and leave me your review now. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best and shiniest version of yourself. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.